Hi, and welcome to Think Tank. This week, I'm speaking with Joel Williams, Conservative Councillor in Cardiff. We'll be discussing reducing Wales's carbon footprint, calls for additional support for business owners, and what an M4 relief road would do for the Welsh economy. So, um, business in Wales, suffering at the moment, particularly on the high street, um, and especially in Cardiff, where they've all been forced to close. Um, do you think there's been enough financial support for these businesses? And I guess, if not, what would you like to see brought in? Well, firstly, thanks, Chris, for having me up on your podcast. It's really great to uh, to join you and uh, be able to convey some of my thoughts to the questions that you've uh, you've got uh, for me. I I think the past 12 months have been incredibly challenging for uh, not only businesses, but for people in our public services, our frontline key workers. Um, and it, it's been a tough time. I think for businesses, it's been incredibly difficult because um, I've spoken to a number of businesses in, in Cardiff North. And the one thing that they tell me is they, they need a plan. They need a roadmap. So they need to be able to plan ahead. You know, for example, if you work in hospitality, it's no good saying you can open tomorrow. You need at least a few weeks because you've got to order in your beer, your liquor, uh, your your food, um, and you've got to make appropriate changes. I think the financial support made available by the UK government is unprecedented. The furlough scheme, um, quite revolutionary. Uh, who heard of the word furlough prior to no um, <laughs> to March 2020? But it's it's an expensive scheme. It's right that we have that scheme because the view that I take as an individual is it's wrong to force businesses to close and not adequately compensate them for the losses that they have sustained. Um, do I think that the financial support has been sufficient? I think the financial support has been good. I think in some areas um, we could go a bit further. I think the Welsh government, um, you know, it was recently revealed that they were sitting on a billion pounds of unallocated cash. Um, that money should be going out the door to support our businesses and our high streets. I know in Cardiff North there are hundreds of businesses. We've got fantastic high streets and, you know, businesses that have been going for many, many years, generations uh, even, are now at risk. They're at risk of extinction yeah. and, you know, we, we need to do more to support those businesses, to allow them to bounce back. Uh, we've seen an exit from lockdown plan from the Prime Minister. It's disappointing that we haven't yet seen such a plan from Mark Drakeford. Mm -hmm. No, I, and, and on the note of, um, of Labour Party, um, so Labour has a very strong presence in Wales, but if the if the map were redrawn in a way, what how would business benefit from a more conservative led government in Wales? Well, you are right. Labour has historically had a strong presence in Wales, and I have to say, it is not in anyone's interests for one political party to be in control for such the amount of time that Welsh Labour have been in control of Wales. You know, they've been in power since nineteen ninety nine, and for many voters. Throughout that time, all they have known is Welsh Labour. Mm -hmm. um, how would Welsh businesses benefit from a, a more conservative-led government? Well, one thing we would do immediately is abolish business rates for small and medium-sized businesses. Um, that's been done in England. So if you are running a small or a medium-sized business in Wales, you are at a financial disadvantage. Mm -hmm. So even before you've opened the door, you're paying more money in taxes. And we know that that is... 
is really shackling business with unnecessary costs. And, and if we want to bounce back from COVID, we're going to need to be innovative, we're going to need to be dynamic, and we're going to need to have the policies that really supercharge growth, support local businesses, allow them the freedoms to go out and employ more people, because we know that if people uh, can secure employment where they can, it's a fantastic way of eradicating other challenges that we face in wealth, such as poverty, for example. Yeah. So I am absolutely confident, uh, Chris, that a conservative-led government would be good for business in Wales, and not just business, but for all communities and all citizens in this great country. That makes complete sense. That that sounds fantastic too, which is great. Um, I, oh. hope, I hope I persuade you to vote for it, Chris. You know <laughs> Definitely. Um, so the, the Yes Cymru movement is something I wanted to chat with you about, if that's okay. So it's over the lockdown period, particularly, I suppose, I've noticed it growing more and more uh, It's with an online presence, more so than anything else. Um, what's your view on Welsh independence and how would redrawing the map from that perspective impact the Welsh economy? Well, that's a really interesting question. I am a Conservative and Unionist, and I think you know a lot of people perhaps forget that the Conservative Party, we are the Conservative and Unionist Party. Mm-hmm. And I believe in this election now on the 6th of May, it's around seven weeks away at the time that we're filming this um, this afternoon, the Conservative and Unionist Party is the only party that will defend and protect Wales as part of the United Kingdom. I believe that as a United Kingdom, we do great things with four nations, Scotland, England, Northern Ireland, and indeed Wales. Now, I am equally as proudly Welsh as I am proudly British. Mm-hmm. I understand that many uh, of the members of Yes Cymru have legitimate concerns and they would like to see Wales as an independent country. And I'll make it clear, in a democratic society, it is absolutely acceptable for people to hold those views Mm -hmm. because I believe in democracy. It's my job as a politician to advocate my view and encourage others to support my view. At the same time, the supporters of Yes Cymru and the leaders of Yes Cymru will advocate an alternative view. Now, I believe that should the people of Wales uh, vote in a majority political party that advocates a certain position, whether that be Welsh independence, then it would be reasonable for the Welsh people to have a vote on Welsh independence. What we need to look at is that Plaid Cymru, which is the only uh, major political party that is supporting Yes Cymru, or rather vice versa, um, they're not doing too well in the polls. If you look at Scotland, you've got the SNP, who are you know consistently hitting 50%, quite yeah. remarkable. Plaid Cymru are very lucky if they get half that in the polls. Yeah. So, you know, we have got Yes Cymru. They've got a building um, and growing online presence. What will be really interesting is whether that translates to votes on the 6th of May. Yes, yeah. Um, and that, that's always key. You know, I mean, social media is, is very much um, a vacuum. Uh, it's very much one part of um, politics and society. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've really missed out on is, is knocking people's doors and, and yeah. understanding their views, listening to their views. Um, but I respect Yes Cymru in the same way I hope that they will respect the fact that I have an alternative opinion to them. I think one thing that I'm very disappointed about um, is that there is a small minority of um, supporters of Yes Cymru who are particularly nasty and um, aggressive on social media Definitely. to those who do not support the cause 
of an independent Wales. Yeah. And that really does Yes Cymru an injustice. Mm-hmm. And I think Yes Cymru have to do more to call out um, those those individuals, often anonymous accounts, I understand. Yes. Um, so, yes, um, bringing back to your, your question, how would redrawing the map impact the Welsh economy? I'll make it absolutely clear that we have heard from many um, Plaid Cymru politicians that leaving the European Union um, would be a total disaster. Well, can you apply that message to Wales leaving the United Kingdom? Absolutely. Wales shares a border with England. We are very much interlinked. There are so many people in Cardiff North who work in um, in England. They work in Bristol. Same yeah. up in North Wales. People working in Liverpool and Manchester. We are a connected country as the United Kingdom. We're stronger together. Mm-hmm. And the one thing businesses tell me is they would not want to see the additional red tape should there be an independent Wales. So much so that many businesses have said they would be forced to relocate because the bulk of their trade is done in England and in Scotland and indeed Northern Ireland. Yeah. So real challenges for business. I mean, I, I think it's a really interesting election on the, on the 6th of May. I I'm do. excited. Um, and... I want to be talking about these issues. I'll make it quite clear. My focus um, is about building back better from the pandemic, sustainable growth, eradicating poverty, supporting our public services, investing in Wales, improving our public transport, our infrastructure, environmental protections. Can we lead the way? I certainly believe that we can. I do not want to be dragged into a constitutional argument over whether Wales should be an independent country or not. Mm-hmm. We've got bigger issues that we need to be worrying about. That's fantastic. Um, I wanted to ask you, if you don't mind, Joe, about unemployment. So unemployment is is rising again at the moment, uh, particularly for younger generations in Wales. Um, it's likely there'll be uh, a new rise, I suppose, in businesses that, uh, that are formed by people who are just leaving school. Um, what can we do in Wales to support new and especially young entrepreneurs? Well, that's a really important question, uh, Chris. I um, set up my own business when I was uh, 16. And I think prior to that, I, I was um, breaking school rules and selling sweets um, in the <laughs> playground. And I, I got told off quite a bit for that. And I, yeah. I even remember um, having an after school detention and the um, assistant head teacher who actually taught my dad at the school at St. Tylo's um, uh, Church in Wales High School and she said to me why are you in after school detention and I said I've been, been selling sweets and she <laughs> said oh but that's entrepreneurial and, yeah. and I think she let me go actually I got to get out early and I was Great. so pleased you know I think I told too many people and then it came back to haunt me <laughs> that I got got released early but in terms of entrepreneurship it starts in school and I mm-hmm. really want to see an education system that encourages business that teaches young people the skills uh, and the understanding what's a credit card what's a debit card what's a mortgage yes. because so many young people they they weren't aware of these things and actually i think the time to be talking about these things the importance of saving for example you know do you, what's the difference between renting and buying um entrepreneurship is going to be key I would like to see more opportunities for business leaders to go into our schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see more opportunities for young people at the right age to go in and, and be placed in businesses, sort of extended work experience placements. Yeah. Um, because we know that, as you say, unemployment is a, is a real issue in Wales. Mm-hmm. It's growing at the moment. Uh, unemployment was bad in Wales before the pandemic. Yeah. So it's an issue that we know we need to address. 
I personally support the 16 to 25 wraparound policy. Uh, that would guarantee every young person between the ages of 16 and 25 either employment, education or training. So it's a fantastic scheme that immediately eradicates youth unemployment. Yeah. Because we know if we can get people set off at the best possible start in life, that they've got a better chance of, of going on and, and succeeding and, and doing well and fulfilling their ambitions and their dreams. And as a politician, I'm, I'm really keen to ensure that I can make that happen where possible. Yeah, definitely. No, I totally agree. And I, I particularly focused on myself. I, I like going into schools and, and colleges and sort of explaining how, how business works. I mean, I'm from, I, I'm from a banking sort of background as well. So um, going in and explaining the difference between a loan and a credit card and a mortgage. I mean, that's pivotal things that just aren't included in the uh, in the syllabus at the moment but it really does need to be um on the note changing conversation very slightly um of carbon uh, neutrality um we're creating a a greener country and it's top of most people's agendas um what support is available for businesses to um to help support i suppose a national initiative or what more could be done i suppose well, you know, creating a greener country is something that I honestly believe that Wales can lead the way on. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I've been accused in the past of being a hypocrite because I am an unapologetic supporter of the M4 Relief Road. I believe that if Wales is to succeed and do well, we need to invest in our infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Notwithstanding that, we are seeing a change, a, a, a move to electric vehicles, for example, but we're still going to have hauliers who are going to need to use our roads. Yeah. Let's not forget that the M4 is, for many people, the gateway to Ireland, yeah. with people coming through uh, using the M4 to get to the ports to go to, mm -hmm. to Ireland, uh, and indeed Northern Ireland. So... It's absolutely vital that we invest in our infrastructure. At the same time, we need to do more to invest in public transport, mm -hmm. greener alternatives. Yeah. Um, a fantastic scheme, I think, has been done in, in, I think, Luxembourg and in Australia, where they've actually piloted free public transport zones. Right. Um, wow. You know, I mean, if we really want to uh, put Wales on the map to support businesses to make that green change, um, and have that sustainable growth, which is something we all want to see, mm -hmm. we're going to need to think outside the box. Having free public transport, for example, is, is one way we can do that, yeah. having free public transport zones. What is not the answer is something that Cardiff Labour have discussed, is bringing in a congestion charge in Cardiff. Mm, so, yeah. you know, immediately hitting working families with big bills. Yeah. But let's not forget that so many people who are struggling financially can't afford to upgrade to the latest environmentally friendly vehicle. They can't afford to use public transport because public transport is too expensive yeah. and more needs to be done to address that. Mm -hmm. So we've got big issues that we need to tackle. Now my pitch to the voters of Cardiff North is I want to work with politicians from across the political spectrum. You know, if it means that we can make the changes that our society, our constituency, our communities need to see, Let's work together yeah. to address those issues. And, you know, the environmental agenda is something that I really want to work with other politicians to address. Mm -hmm. And that's my that's my pitch to them. But that makes complete sense. You you mentioned you touched on the uh, the M4 relief road. Um, how if we if we did go forward with an M4 relief road at some point, um, how will that assist and help grow business in Wales? Well, if I start by saying some of the challenges that are hitting businesses 
in the absence of an M4 relief road. So okay. um, a, a voter in Cardiff North who runs a construction company spoke to me a couple of weeks ago. I was out walking and he stopped me and he said, look, Joel, I, I have to tender for big contracts across, across the UK. Mm-hmm. And they asked me for my location. And when I tell them Cardiff, they say, oh, green glass tunnels, oh, yeah. M4, you're going to be on site late. You're going to want to leave early to, to, to miss the traffic. Mm-hmm. It's hitting businesses in South Wales. It's really difficult for businesses, uh, commuters, hauliers, local residents. They all tell me that something needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not a hypocrite, okay? I would like to use public transport more, but at the moment, it is not adequate, okay? If I want to go to Whitchurch in Cardiff North from Old St. Melons, I'll need to get two buses, a bus into the city centre and then a bus back out to Whitchurch. Why aren't we having connected routes throughout the city? Yeah. Why aren't we expanding public transport? Mm. Why, why aren't we improving rail capacity? I mean, we talk about um, public transport. Look at the Cardiff city centre bus station. Yeah. It's gonna. It would have taken around seven years to develop. It's a long time. I mean, that demonstrates the complacency that Labour feel mm-hmm. because they take voters for granted. They assume, well, we can cock up and we can make mistakes because it's okay. Voters, they'll just forget. They'll still vote us in anyway. Well, I want to take responsibility Mm -hmm. and I want to be judged by voters on my actions and on the decisions that I make. I want to be scrutinised. It's just unfortunate that it seems that Labour do not think that that applies to them. The M4 Relief Road is a vital project. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that Labour promised it in their 2016 Welsh Assembly manifesto. And they went back on that promise. Mm-hmm. It appears the Prime Minister has offered to pay for the M4 relief road. So the question really isn't about money. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're growing as a region, you know, in Cardiff, we're building tens of thousands of homes. Um, I personally take the view that we need to develop regionally so we can ensure that other communities outside of Cardiff are not just stripped of all economic activity. Um, because people are leaving those communities to come to Cardiff because there isn't regeneration taking place in areas surrounding Cardiff. Let's have the South Wales metro system. Let's connect up the South Wales region. But a key project is the M4 Relief Road. Yeah. Just touching on what you said about uh, about transport just in general, Um, Cardiff Airport, owned by the government, owned by Wales, um, nationalised to that point, um, recently bailed out 47 million and written off another 45 million, but the recent uh, valuation on the airport was 15 million. Um, any thoughts on that, just while I've got you? Look, it's a really interesting question. Let's be quite clear. What a business is worth is what a purchaser is willing to pay. So you mm. test the market. Yeah. Um, the valuation on Cardiff Airport at, at 15 million, I don't know whether that's accurate. Maybe um, a developer or a purchaser would pay slightly more. Maybe they'll pay less. Yeah. What is a real concern is that the Labour Party are very good at spending our money. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for them. They'll write checks here, there and everywhere because it's not their money. Mm-hmm. It's the taxpayer's money. Yeah. And every pound that is spent on the vanity project that is Cardiff Airport is money that could be spent on our public services, okay? Supporting our frontline key workers in our NHS, in social care, in education. So, you know, we, Labour are very good in in Wales about saying, well, you know, we needed to do this, we needed to do that. But actually what you have done 
has turned out to be a total disaster. Mm -hmm. Now, I have to say, if elected in May, my focus will on actually be building Cardiff Airport up um, so it can be sold back to the private sector. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's what any uh, sound politician should want to do. Uh, yeah. These continuous bailouts and lack of control um, is a cause for concern. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just another issue that highlights why Wales is so desperately in need of a change in May. Well, that, that's absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on this. This has been great. <laughs> no worries. I, I, yeah, I've re really enjoyed it. And um, thanks for, for giving me the opportunity to, to speak to you, Chris. My biggest thanks to this week's guest and to you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find the full version on video at our website. Just head to www.think-tank.org.uk and click on interviews. If you'd like to speak to any of our guests on this programme, they're usually at our weekly business brunch events and are also speaking at the Think Tank Symposiums. Have a great day.